Texas now has new laws meant to boost border security. Will help to deter illegal immigration and support our law enforcement response to the, border, to the Biden border crisis. How action from the governor aims to boost barriers and add new penalties for crossing the border. But one new border law is already in limbo with a court challenge launched. Going to not only complicate an already complicated area of law, but it's going to just mess it up completely. We look closer at the push to block the law, both in the courts and in Congress. And what do Texas voters think? New polling looks at attitudes toward moves made by state leaders and the potential effect on next year's elections. Produced from the Capitol in Austin and airing statewide, this is the award-winning State of Texas. Hello and thank you for joining us. I'm Will Dupree and today for Josh Hinkle. Border Patrol agents faced record-breaking levels of migrants crossing into Texas early this week. Pictures from the border show women and children among the crowds making their way across the Rio Grande. So many people crossed on Monday that Customs and Border Protection closed two rail bridges from Mexico and redirected agents there to help process migrants. It's the first time that's ever happened. In Eagle Pass, more than 4,000 migrants crossed the border on Monday, which set a record. This drone footage gives some perspective of the scale of the surge. You can see the fencing set up in this field to organize the processing of migrants there. And as the drone lifts a little bit higher, you can actually see the Rio Grande. The video shows groups of people wading across the river to get into the U.S. They're migrants seeking asylum who surrender to Border Patrol after clearing barriers of shipping containers topped with razor wire. CBP reported more than 12,000 migrant encounters on Monday alone. Numbers from the agency show most of the migrants are coming from Venezuela, Nicaragua and Honduras. As agents work to process the surge of migrants, Governor Abbott traveled to the border to sign three new border security bills. They include new funding for the border wall and new penalties for people who cross illegally into Texas. The governor says the new laws show how the state is stepping up where the federal government is falling short. As Monica Madden shows us, opponents are pushing back. Mr. Biden, build up that wall. At the Texas-Mexico border. A enormous wall that is being built by Texas, paid for by Texas taxpayers. Governor Greg Abbott officially approved spending $1.5 billion for continued construction of the border wall. The governor says it's necessary to protect Texas from cartel activity. The FBI director warned that the border poses a threat to national security. It's on top of the $1.6 billion Texas appropriated in 2021 to build more border wall. Texas lawmakers have estimated that it could cost anywhere from 20 to $30 million per mile of border wall. So with this new money appropriated, the state could be seen anywhere from 50 to 75 more miles of barrier amongst Texas's shared 1,200 miles of border with Mexico. The governor also signed two other bills into law, one that stiffens the penalties for human smuggling and another that will make illegal entry a state crime. The laws not welcomed by everyone in the valley. It seems so extreme for something that I feel can be worked out in very, a very different way, in a very different manner. A group of locals voicing their opposition steps away from the governor's event. My community, a community full of immigrants, a community vibrant, a community that welcomes immigrants year round. And so this is despicable. Conflicting opinions likely to be tested in court. 
Monica Madden, State of Texas. The legal challenge to the border security law came quickly. On Tuesday, the American Civil Liberties Union sued the state. They say Senate Bill 4 is unconstitutional. The ACLU claims the law invites racial profiling and will lead to arrests across the state. Critics point out the law allows any police officer in Texas to arrest someone on illegal entry charges, even hundreds of miles from the border. Supporters of the law, though, say that's true, but the focus is on the border. I've said all along that I thought that 95% of the enforcement of this would be within 50 miles of the border. I still believe that. But that's not to say that you couldn't have an instance in Texarkana or in Amarillo or something. Texas argues it's the state's responsibility to fill gaps left by the Biden administration, while immigration lawyers and activists worry it will lead to unconstitutional detainment of lawful citizens. This law will take effect in March unless it's stopped by a court. More than 20 congressional Democrats asked the Department of Justice to also file a lawsuit and attempt to bring this law to a halt before it's enacted. One of those Democrats is Greg Kassar of Austin. I spoke with the congressman about what comes next. You joined a total of 21 congressional Democrats who sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland about Texas Senate Bill 4. Why do you think the U.S. Department of Justice should intervene in this law to block it from taking effect? This law, Senate Bill 4, is just a show-me-your-papers law that promotes discrimination, but it also makes us less safe. We need our police working to investigate crime. We need our police working on issues of violence. Nobody wants our police officers to now be immigration enforcers, something they haven't been trained to do something that constitutionally they're not allowed to do, and for them to be stopping or pulling people over because they suspect them to be an immigrant just isn't right, and it doesn't make us any more safe. We know of at least one lawsuit that's been filed challenging this law from taking effect, but Governor Greg Abbott has said that he would promise to take this all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court if necessary to uphold the law. What do you think the odds are of that, and what would you think the outcome would be? Well, Governor Greg Abbott is just continuing to kiss up to leading presidential contender on the Republican side, Donald Trump. And we just heard Mr. Trump the other day say that immigrants are, quote, poisoning the blood of our country. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. It's just wrong. It's embarrassing. It's not Texan and it's not constitutional, which is why I, alongside so many other Texas Democrats, alongside leaders like Joaquin Castro, have asked the Department of Justice to block this law uh, from going into effect. I actually just the other day uh, spoke with Attorney General Merrick Garland directly about this issue and we discussed how it is not, how Senate Bill 4 is not only anti-immigrant, it is not only dangerous, but it's unconstitutional. So he and I had that direct conversation. We delivered a formal letter asking the Department of Justice to block this unconstitutional law. And I've had that direct conversation with Mr. Garland about the need to protect our communities from this unconstitutional and dangerous overreach by Governor Abbott. Yeah, that was my next question. Uh, have you heard anything back from the DOJ yet since that letter was sent and since this conversation was had? I heard directly uh, from Attorney General Merrick Garland that they are very aware of this issue. And, uh, and you, I think you recently saw a statement from the White House talking about how uh, this bill is wrong and it's dangerous. So I, I hope that we will see uh, formal action by the Department of Justice to block this law.
think about it. You want immigrant community members in our state to be able to report crimes without fear of retaliation. This bill is just, it's malicious, it's dangerous, it's unconstitutional. And I expect, based on what the White House has said and what Attorney General Garland has said, that we'll do everything we can to block this law. Stepping back just a little bit, do you think that Democrats are doing enough to talk about border solutions? Republicans are certainly drawing attention to this issue. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that. We need to make sure that the public can see that the Republican officials in D.C. are doing everything they can to make issues at the border worse. In fact, the latest congressional proposal from the Republicans is they want to withhold um, military dollars that are needed in the defense uh, against Russian invasion, and they want to hold that hostage until Democrats agree to make it harder to immigrate legally to this country. That's just wrong. We need to make it so that if you are fleeing from desperation or violence or persecution, that you have an easy legal pathway to apply um, to enter this country rather than for folks to be in these big tent camps on the border. So I think that Democrats need to be very clear that we actually have solutions to this challenge. We should work on changing our foreign policy so that less people are starving in Latin America and don't have to get pushed out of their home countries. We need to make sure that we open up more legal and orderly avenues for migration. Are there areas of compromise that you can identify right now that you think there would be some common ground between what Democrats would like to do and what Republicans would like to do? I think we need to get back to where we were about 10 years ago. There was a Democratic and Republican joint proposal to update our immigration system for the first time in my lifetime, make sure that people that have been here for decades, like our dreamers, um, finally have a chance at citizenship, open up more legal pathways for migration. And Republicans were for all of those things, along with some enhanced staffing, for example, at the border. I think those are the kinds of compromises that we could have a discussion about. The fight over the new law is playing out in Congress and the courts, but it's already having an impact in many communities. Why it's an issue that straddles countries and cultures. What do Texans think about the changes on the border? We dig into new polling that looks at the response from voters to the state's new laws. The situation on the border has many Texans calling on state and federal leaders to act, but there is division on just what type of action to take. We're getting new insight on what Texas voters think about the steps that lawmakers are taking to address border security. For more insight, we are joined now by Jim Henson, the executive director of the Texas Politics Project at the University of Texas. Jim, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate that. Great to be back. You know, you polled some Texas voters about these contentious border bills that we mentioned the governor signed earlier this week. What did that reveal in the poll's findings? Well, what we found is that you know, for the most part, there's a majority support for the major proposals, including a lot of the stuff that uh, the measures that Governor Abbott just signed into law. Um, but that that support, not surprisingly, is much stronger among Republicans and independents than it is among Democrats. So, for example, on, you know, increased state funding for the wall and other kinds of barriers, 61 percent overall, 32 uh, percent did not support it. But 90 percent of Republicans supported that measure, only 7 percent opposed Democrats, not quite the 
you know, the inverse, because 29 percent, a little more than a quarter of Democrats support that, though 61 percent opposed. Independence kind of in the middle there. Hmm. Illustrates in a lot of ways why this is a good issue for Republicans. Republican voters, including primary voters, love measures like this. Democrats, on balance, don't favor them, but there are enough Democrats that are okay with it that it makes it a pretty good general election issue, too. So taking a look at that and other issues, uh, this year we saw the regular legislative session followed by many special legislative sessions. It's been tireless work for the lawmakers, and they obviously want to point to some of the accomplishments that they believe they made during those times, including property tax relief. But how did that translate to voters' impressions about what work happened at the Capitol this year? Yeah, it was very, that was one of the more interesting kind of broad results of the poll. I mean, there's a, it's like a Bermuda Triangle of public opinion between what voters say they support, what mm. legislators did and didn't do, and now that it's all over, we think at least for now, what voters expect. So a lot of the issues that, the, that you mentioned that the legislature and the governor engaged were issues that, that voters support uh, action on. But when we ask voters how confident they are in the key areas, uh, less than a third of voters said that they were either extremely or very confident that the legislature had, for example, reduced property taxes enough to make a difference, mm. improve the safety of public schools, increase security on the border, increase the reliability of the grid. So what you see is, in, in a lot of areas, the legislature trying to follow what they think people are asking for, but the public still skeptical that it's actually going to have the kind of impact that, that they want. Now, before we let you go, uh, we are in the holiday season. In that spirit, we're going to stay on that for a moment. Uh, what from your polling shows something that Texans agree on, something a little more positive that we can all hang on to right now? Well, you know, I don't know that there, I, I can come up with anything that everybody <laughs> agrees on right okay. now. But I think if you're looking for, a good new, for good news going into the new year, we are beginning to see a little bit of easing up of people's negative attitudes towards the economy. Views hmm. uh, of the economy have just been dismal, and, and what we saw was at least some slight improvement in a few of our indicators, which means that I, I think the lag that we see in improvements in the economy is beginning just a little bit to affect voters' views, so happy holidays. <laughs> we'll take it. Jim Henson with the Texas Politics Project, thank you as always. Great to be here. Our communities are so intertwined that it's so hard to actually separate them. The state's new border law already faces court challenges, but while the law is in limbo, it's still having an impact. We look closer at the concern from border communities. Ted Cruz is calling out the president on immigration, but how accurate are the numbers he's using to make his point? Our campaign context report coming up. The state's latest immigration law is attracting swift legal pushback. We told you how the ACLU sued Texas just one day after Governor Abbott signed the law. The president of Mexico also promised to challenge Texas over this law. We want to dig deeper into the law's anticipated impact on the border. Our Ryan Chandler has the story from Brownsville. This is usually a pretty good area to cross because you have a huge opening right here where you can just pretty much, you can have someone come pick you up and, and you can pretty much take it from there. Mauricio Garcia has straddled countries and cultures his whole life. Our communities are so intertwined that it's so hard to actually separate them. 
born in America, raised in Mexico. He serves many clients in the opposite situation, those living a life of legal limbo. He says immigration laws need desperate fixes, but he worries for the impact of Texas's novel new crackdown. I think uh, a lot of people don't realize the ramifications of this law, and, and it's not going to be until you start getting your, your tia, your tio, your primos uh, getting arrested because they're getting racially profiled. That's when it's going to start causing issues. Senate Bill 4 creates a new state crime for crossing illegally. By empowering state police to order migrants across this bridge and essentially self-deport or face prison time, Texas is hoping to test the limits of federal authority. We think that Texas already has a constitutional authority to do this, but we also welcome a Supreme Court decision that would overturn uh, the precedent set in the Arizona case. Governor Abbott hopes a new court will tip the balance of power while assuring those in Brownsville legal residents will be safer. So one thing that uh, officers understand, uh, and that is, is wrong to profile. The only thing we are doing by this law is making sure that our law enforcement have the tools they need to actually take action. On one thing they all agree, reform is urgent, but any lasting hope will come from Washington, not Austin. There's always been talks in Congress and, and we all get our hopes up and then all of a sudden we just get let down. Ryan Chandler state of Texas. Meanwhile, in Washington, senators left town for their holiday break without reaching a border deal. Republicans blocked passage of an aid package for Ukraine and Israel to push for restrictions on asylum seekers and tighter border security. Negotiations have been going on now for weeks, but lawmakers failed to reach an agreement before the holiday break. Senators are scheduled to return to Washington on January 8th. Senator Ted Cruz is once again criticizing Joe Biden on border policy. He says the president inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in decades. We dug into the data and found a bigger story. Campaign context next on State of Texas. Well, as we get closer to the 2024 elections, we're back with another edition of Campaign Context, our series giving you clarity on some of the messages you're hearing from candidates from all parties. Republican Senator Ted Cruz is looking for re-election next year. Recently on his podcast, he once again criticized President Joe Biden on the topic of the border, saying, quote, when Biden came into power, he inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. Now, this is something Senator Cruz has said many times over the last few years. The wording he uses, lowest rates of illegal immigration, is kind of vague, and there's no one metric that could measure this specific claim. The data that is most related to this would be the number of apprehensions at the border, and they do seem to line up with what the senator is saying for the most part. According to this Customs and Border Protection table chart, in fiscal year 2020, the year Cruz has cited and the last period before the start of the Biden administration, CBP recorded just over 405,000 apprehensions by U.S. Border Patrol agents. The last time there were fewer apprehensions than that was in 1972. Now, Cruz has attributed this to the Trump administration's tough border policies, but looking at the CBP numbers again, the numbers in 2019, Trump's third year in office, actually spiked from the previous year to about 860,000 apprehensions. Still, there is no denying the numbers jumped considerably after the transition to the Biden administration, with border apprehensions jumping from about 405,000 in fiscal year 2020 to more than 1.7 million in fiscal 2021. The next year, it would soar past 2 
2 million. Now, NBC News has attributed a lot of that surge to growing instability in Central American countries, along with the easing of COVID lockdown restrictions around the world, and also hope from migrants that the Biden administration would be more welcoming than the Trump administration was. With this campaign context, I'm KXN's Daniel Money. Before we leave you on this holiday, we want to give a special thank you to our amazing team behind the scenes. Their work helps us bring this program to you every single week. Thank you for watching and we'll be back next week to bring you an in-depth look at Texas politics.